Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts. Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk man. I back it up. And we are chock full of that, man. That's right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold sets up. If you're going to blitz, come strong. But don't come at all. Along with another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7, I am Jeff Howe, and we are back at it. It is game week, Texas and West Virginia. Going to get it on Saturday at one of my favorite named venues in the Big 12, Milan Pushkar Stadium in Morgantown. <laughs> Love saying what that. that Sounds like name? West Virginia. Apparently, I don't know if Milan Pushkar was a guy or what, but I, I just... Know, I was going to say, is that, a, is, that a, is that like a sponsor of like a company? Is that a person? Uh, we got to ask Craig Way about that. Yeah. Might need to do some research. It is a person. Matt's going to throw that in the, Matt's gonna throw that in the Google on. machine and Milan see what Pushkar. comes back, but okay. uh, I do like yeah. that name. There he is. Oh. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. entrepreneur and philanthropist. Yeah. No, there, there you go. go. <laughs> good for him. We we all learn something here at the top of the show. That That's what we do good. here on Longhorn Blitz. <laughs> Did not know that, uh, gentlemen. Anything stick out to you from a college football standpoint? Very rarely. You know, do we get to yeah, sit back and watch, watch games? college football? We did during the bye week. My brother uh, attended the Baylor Iowa State game. We were hey, texting. Ended up being a good game. Well, we were texting back and forth. It was not a good game early. We were texting well, back. Early, and, yeah, well, yeah. ultimately, yeah. we're texting back and forth. He's like, "What do you think?" I said, "Honestly, I switched channels. I'm watching Clemson, North Carolina right now." Like, yeah, <laughs> I did that. I went back and forth. But uh, yeah, Purdy, Purdy is struggling without Hakeem Butler and David Montgomery. Wow, That's pretty I obvious. wonder. I wonder <laughs> if there was only a podcast that yeah. in the off season would have mentioned how tough yeah. a transition that. And you know what? He'll be fine because I'm sure there's another guys in the pipeline. But Iowa State cannot replace guys like that. Just you know, I mean, every year they got to take three or four years for that to build up. Uh, but I, Baylor looks like they may be a little bit better than we thought. We know they hadn't played anybody. This was the first team that I think they had kind of a real kind of competitive barometer against. Yeah. And I thought Baylor looked pretty good. You guys can feel free to correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Baylor to me is kind of where. Early on, maybe Texas was last year. Yeah, where I no, think they're 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 confident, but I think I think they're still needing to take that next step of like knowing they can compete week in and week out, and knowing how to win against uh, and, and knowing how to win against really really good teams. But I think that I love Matt Rule. You know, I love him as a coach. Yeah. They do got a quarterback. Uh, Denzel Mims is now playing really, really well at the wide receiver position, making big plays. And when we talk about the best receivers in the conference, Rod, we don't even really mention him. But he's yeah, he should. But the Big Twelve just said, yeah, exactly. There's so many guys. I mean, C.D. Lamb just had his breakout performance this week. He was actually under the radar. Rambo was the big, was kind of their big time receiver to go to guy for Oklahoma in that offense. But they got Lynch at Baylor, who's a good player on the defensive line. I don't know. I think Baylor might be a little bit better than we thought. K-State maybe not as good as they had looked earlier. K-State maybe got exposed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State, but I think Oklahoma State in their performance versus K-State I think makes Longhorn fans feel a little bit better about their defensive performance versus Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace. Yeah, I caught a little bit of that game. That game to me, Matt, I don't know what you watched this weekend. That to me is more of kind of a validation of Oklahoma yeah. State rather than an totally indictment agree. against K-State. That's a, that's a good football team. That's not yeah. a bad football team at all. I mean, not, yeah. 100% in Baylor's the type of team that it, y'all explained it perfectly. They're that young team that you're a little afraid of. It sort of seems like where t- the Big 12 Conference was for like the early 2010s where on any given day this team could win or lose versus anybody, but it's very volatile and it can go north or south in any quarter. Yeah, you know, Baylor, when you look at their schedule, not that, you know, they get a great home field advantage playing at McLean, but, um, you know, they do get Oklahoma at home. Uh, you know, they, they do get Texas at Texas, home. Huh? And they got to go to Stillwater, which Baylor never plays well in Stillwater. This is true. Um, so, not many do. Yeah, so it's – I think, Rod, what this weekend really showed me was Oklahoma State, Baylor, there's some teams that, you know – could make things interesting, yeah. especially since those two teams still have Oklahoma left on the schedule and Baylor still has Texas and Oklahoma. But And, and even TCU, I think, against Kansas, just kind of getting TCU. back up off the mat after losing to now what might actually be a really good SMU team, hmm. as it turns out. How about that? 
Um, yeah. best, I, one, best one in a couple of decades. But I think best, best team they've had post-death penalty. That's like how 30, long yeah, 30, but five years. But and as to, a Texas fan, to sit back and just see Bouchelle versus Strong was pretty cool in addition to your Mac tour of the season. Like, yeah. it's very bizarro world for yeah, college man. football right now. Char- Charlie's Charlie's a loss to UConn away from being done, right? Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, I Shane mean, Bouchelle might have. Yeah. yeah, he might have ended it for Charlie. In terms of the coaching thing, though, I think that, honestly, we, we're discussing basically who's the third best team in the Big 12. I think ultimately that's what the discussion may come down to. is Who gives you the advantage who's that other coach Behind Oklahoma and Texas because they have the talent advantage and I think they have both have really good coaches. Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean? Who behind that is the coach? Is it Gary Patterson? Is it... You know, is it Gundy? Is, like, you think he's Gundy's the best coach in the Big 12? Is it Matt Campbell? Is it Matt Rule? That's a good point. Because I think, cause I think those, all when those Texas guys have resources. When Texas and OU have those things, Texas, yeah, you you're can't, a slight years ahead. You're, I, you it's can't like how Texas co- yeah. OU was in the early 2000s. Exactly. Until you allowed. Well, even in late 2008 uh, yep. and all that. It's until Scheme came into these lesser schools. So at least right. you could see, well, you know, Texas was uh, devolving maybe in that regard at the time while everybody else was evolving. But if you can get to the point where you are the haves and you have scheme well then it's hard to equal that playing field. i think it might and be gundy. quarterback i think yeah. it might be gundy rod because i know you threw him under the bus after no, the texas oklahoma gundy. state game the further away he gets from that game even you listen to like his big 12 teleconference or his press conference like yeah. he's mad at himself that his plan wasn't good enough against texas i i think he should be and yes. i think he is and he's got considering the talent he's got and he's like damn i actually do have both of these guys might end up being early round draft picks that i have but even against case uh, no, like i mean the gundy, even against k-state they weren't good in the red zone they set yeah. up for field goals. Yeah. It was almost just like he, but he woke up hungover with the game plan and just showed up and hey, let's go run the ball. <laughs> I, I, heard, I caught him on the Big Twelve on the Big Twelve call this week and he said he felt like their plan against K State was good in the red zone. They just didn't execute. He felt like they just had a terrible red zone plan against Texas. Yeah. But they needed against K State didn't matter because they got explosive plays, right? Right. And against Texas, what do we point out? Yes, they got some explosive plays, but none of them resulted directly in a touchdown. Texas always held them and then forced them to work the hard way to get into the end zone, and they weren't able to do it consistently yeah, enough in the red zone. It's interesting you mentioned that. You know, Texas is getting back to the point where they're so talented and they do so many things well that even if you do just completely boo boo all over yourself in one phase of the game, you can still win. Uh, yeah, I mean, we saw that it versus Oklahoma State. I mean, they special teams basically became inept at the <laughs> at the most inopportune times, and then boom, almost gave the game back to Oklahoma State. But you got Sam Ellinger. You have, you know, I said you basically had a lot of different guys step up, and we talked about the captains on this team, and I'll give the captains a ton of credit. I know Brandon Jones had his issue. Uh, but, you know, the Malcolm Roach who, you know, was up and down the sideline saying, hey, man, let's do it for us. Let's do it for let's do it. It's our team. Let's do it for us. Yeah. You know, that's that moment where the, the players take ownership of the team. And Sam Ellinger's like, no, nah, I'm not going to let our guys lose. We're going to find a way to win. So I thought it was a, a step in the right direction for that team. You just, and I think against this, you know, West Virginia team, and we'll get into it here uh, in just a second, but that's the natural adversity, right? Go on the road, hostile environment. Tom Herman even said it. First time some of these guys are going to go on a plane to, uh, to you know, to, uh, to play a football game. You know, it, it becomes a distraction when you let it, but it's hard not to because you're immersed in it. You're immersed in West Virginia. And, yeah, they're going to be, you know, changes conflict, everything, changes everything. So some guys are going to let that get in their head. But thankfully, I think you do have transcendent leadership on this team. I think you do have guys that will uh, keep the team focused. You know what I mean? And they'll be able to police the team and go, no, 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 we got this. We'll set the tone. Obviously, that starts with Sam Ellinger. I love what Tom Herman said this week about that, Rod, and you can attest to this as a as a player having been in that position as a veteran leader on a team. He talked about, you know, road environment and things like that. He said if you're a mature team, he didn't say that. He indicated that if you're a mature team, that stuff only becomes a factor if you allow it to be. Exactly. You got enough leaders to kind of dispel whatever uh, mojo, negative mojo that that could uh, go against you. And the young guys, I think when I was younger, I think I did get affected by even it's not always negative. It's sometimes it's like, man. I've never done this before. This is really cool. You're just yeah. distracted by you're now on a business trip. You takes don't, you out of your normal routine. It takes routine, you out of though. your normal routine, all that kind of stuff. And I think the younger guys, they may have, and you're going to need some of those younger guys to step up, but you got Duvernay's and you got Sam Ellinger's, and on that O-line, you got veterans like Shackleford. I, that's why I, I have faith that those guys will set the tone. So even if some, and something wacky and weird will happen on road trips, they always yeah. do, and that adversity, which that ultimately is what it is, 
you know, you got that's what you got your captain. The hot water in the hotel, whatever the hell, exactly. Yeah, fire alarm will go. I don't know something weird. Whether even on the field, I'm talking about on the field and off field. Something it's it's just things you cannot you cannot plan for will happen, and that's adversity. But that's just meant to distract your team. You can't let it distract you. Yeah, I uh, you know the it's interesting to hear these players talk about taking the next step in terms of playing to a standard and. Uh, again, you guys know my playing experience doesn't go past high school, but I, I went to a high school where we were really bad. Like my sophomore year, we won one game and then had a coaching change. And uh, we ended up making the playoffs my senior year. And, and in that process, I remember one of the things our head coach drove home to us, Greg Carter is now an assistant at Vista Ridge here in the Austin area, um, drove home to us. And we really started to believe it by the end. He's like, look, you guys have to just look at every week like a nameless, faceless opponent. Like quit worrying about who that other team is, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter where you play. Go out and play them in the dang parking lot. Like It yeah. doesn't matter. If you take care of your business and you prepare the right way, it shouldn't matter who you're playing on Friday. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's where this Texas team is getting to, Rod. They're getting to the point where, you know what, it really stop worrying about going to Morgantown and yep. what kind of spread offense are you facing. Like If you take care of business during the week, you're at the point of the program now where it's not re- outside of one or two times a year where you play in LSU or in Oklahoma, it's really, if you do what you need to do, it's really not going to matter on Saturday. Yeah, and that's about the culture you're building, right? Tom Herman's uh, quote that I love is, you know, culture eats strategy for lunch. Yeah. So, it, you know, we don't give a damn about what the strategy is or what the situation is, that if the culture is right that we built going into it, we will we will ultimately overcome and we will we will be victorious. I, so I, I totally agree. This is, that's part of the culture. And going to West Virginia, this is a this is not a bad West Virginia team. It's not a good West Virginia team. They're yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like I, They're not bad. They're not good. I don't really know what the t- – I mean, maybe they're average. They're happy to be 3-1. They think they're three wins away from a bowl team. And they're like – That's West, right now, West Virginia. Yeah, they're like, hell, man, we didn't think we'd be here. This is pretty yeah. damn good. So if you're Texas, you go there and take your business. Show them that they're an average to below average team or show them they're below average. But, but don't let them at all think they're on your level because right. you're supposed to be, as you pointed out, at a different standard. And that's the main thing with Texas this year and what you've sort of seen from the results – this year was Texas has sort of played their game without worrying about the opponent. Now, you want to be familiar with what you're up against and know your opponent or whatever scheme or whatever you're facing on a week-to-week basis. But when Texas is good, Texas do- goes out and executes and runs their offense and defense the way Texas does. And if we look back around when has Texas struggled this year, it was in the first half of the LSU game when Devin Duvernay had one touch. Colin Johnson didn't t- touch the ball. Sam Ellinger wasn't productive. LSU was mm-hmm. making you not be Texas. Yeah. You were they were funneling the ball to all of your fourth, fifth, and sixth best options, which is the only time Texas really hasn't been able to go out and do what they've wanted to do. And that's been the good thing about Texas is that we've seen Texas throughout the entirety of the season, even within that game, quickly in one halftime, sort of switch that around, find themselves, and go out and just worry about being Texas because you're at that point where we already talked about it with talent and with scheme that if you go do that, you're going to win most games if you play okay. Now just go out there and focus on what your job is. I think that is the the leaders to me. That's, that's directly that's Ellinger. That's able to reset, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know you're you're headed down a bad path. You're you're in the quicksand where the, you fight harder. You fight the, the deeper you sink in. You're able to reset mentally, mm-hmm. and you're able to again reset the rest of your guys. I think that Sam he yep. does it because I've seen no, him he do does it. it I've seen him on, yeah, I've seen him like real time do it during a game, like mm-hmm. start off the Big Twelve title game, overthrowing guys. I mean, I've seen him kind of he can reset himself. It's pretty amazing because I remember guys who couldn't do that. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, my man Chris Sims was getting quicksand, and then you know. Made Maybe it'd be done from then. It's almost so, good to be that meathead that yeah. just one play, so, move on to the next one. Yeah, and I th- I've seen now on the D-line, honestly, I'll give Malcolm Roach a lot of credit for it. Um, and you give guys like Taquan Graham and Kendrick Coburn is an old soul, so he's he's mm-hmm. older than his years. I know he's just only a redshirt freshman, but you know they got they got some good leadership up there. I think those guys yeah. have kind of reset Even things. Even Duvernay seems like that type of guy that he's just yeah. had that accountability. And, all, and the offensive guy. line. The offensive line's been – so I think those those are things that will travel to West Virginia. We got the, what you travels to West Virginia? There's that. some things that I I don't know the secondary is going to travel. I ain't going to lie to you. I have no idea. Secondary <laughs> may travel, may You're not. You're not alone I'm, in that line of thinking, Rock. Yeah, I know. I love DBU. <laughs> y'all represent it, but I, I ain't going to say they're going to travel. I'll tell you things that will travel. Sam Ellinger is going to travel. That old line's going to travel. 
which means the running game should travel. Yeah, the I'm short not, passing game should travel. Devin Duvernay is going to travel. Devin Duvernay is Focus good. your usage you know, around these you know things. I mean? If your game plan-wise, yeah, that's and smart. I think that D-line is going to travel. I think I'm, I like that D-line now. Honestly, Joseph Asai, I think he's going to travel. You know what I mean? I mean Brandon Jones, I'm pretty that's sure in the secondary is going to travel. And you and that, Exactly. You build around those things. like You know that's that will stability. go on the road, yes, and they still will play at a certain kind of baseline of performance. It's interesting you mentioned Joseph Osai in there because he's in my man. He yeah. travels yeah. even with the injury now. You know, yeah, he's like expected to perform ahead of schedule. Hey like that dude, right. all he's done is exceed expectations linebacker, every time, even when they get hired. Linebacker was one of those positions that we talked all offseason that we were worried about. Now we look at Joseph Osai, almost look at him as more of a proven commodity than Jeff McCulloch in a lot of ways. And we do honestly, I'm For disrespecting sure. Jeff McCulloch too. I should say no, the, but that's just how good Osai is. Yeah, because he's been solid too. Jeff yeah. McCulloch's been solid. I don't mean to mean. I don't mean to. Uh, insinuate he's not been solid. He's been solid. He's been he's been he's been more solid than actually I thought he would be. Jeffrey McCulloch's been pretty good. But like Joseph Osai's giving you not just that baseline, right? He he's giving a, you the the splash oh man, play. He is, Worth yes. pointing out right there. Whether he's we a just pass did, rusher or whether he's dropping back and coming. And we just admitted that the two linebackers consistently are exceeding our expectations. That's big. If you were to come into the preseason wondering yeah. where's this defense going to be, and well, then you're like, oh yeah. wait, they're going to exceed expectations. Ooh, you might have a good defense. Totally agree. Actually. Now, if you throw that in there with the D line performing <laughs> the last two games, come on, secondary front seven. Yeah, you're kind of just waiting on the second. The secondary's dealing with a lot of injuries. Yep. All right, to, to key guys, J, you know, Jalen Green and Kane Stearns, and we talked about it's that. Crazy to think that. Um, yeah, but BJ Foster, you're expecting to get him back, but you're right. I mean, that's we thought that secondary would end up being the strength. Right now, yeah. that front seven is what you lean on. That you know, the rush defense at front seven, what they did versus Oklahoma State now looks like right. that it only was trends a good, man. That only trends good because you would man. expect I'm at least oh, secondary, even, even LSU. Didn't no. you know they didn't kill Texas they in the running game? They killed Texas, Texas in the passing game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, when you t- when you talk about though, Rod, what travels and what doesn't? I think you can even break it down simpler than you did. Veteran quarterback Sam Ellinger at this point in his career, even even like his air quotes bad games are still good. Yeah, I at know. this point, yeah, I agree. And with that. so you 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 can count on him. But if you're really good along the line of scrimmage. That's going to travel. And mm-hmm. another thing, watching the conference this week, guys, I don't think it's a stretch to say Texas is the best line of scrimmage team in the Big 12 right now. No, I agree. I haven't seen enough of all the Big 12. Um, but, but you can I, make I, the no, argument. No, no, no. You definitely can make yeah. the argument. I, but in terms of both the pass blocking and run blocking, I think you have a re- – because I'm sure Oklahoma's in a discussion. Well, he's talking right? D-line too, both um, lines. Yeah, and I know that uh, K-State actually has a really K-State's good, got a really good offensive good line. Good offensive and line. And their defensive I mean, front's pretty good too. Um, yeah, and so I'm just thinking about team, but I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, you, you're probably right about that. I mean, that's – in terms of both run blocking and pass blocking – I don't know if there's an offensive line that I take above Texas right now, and that includes Oklahoma, which I know is performing at a real high level. And then if you add in the D-line to where we're talking line of scrimmages, then Texas, I think, clearly is ahead of anyone else. Yeah, You mentioned Oklahoma's offensive line, Rod, and we'll talk a lot about that offensive line on next week's show. No question. Obviously. But that's a line, you know, Lincoln Riley's even talked about he needs more consistent play out of that offensive line. And Bill Biedenbaugh's a really good offensive line coach, one of the best in the country. And it's Oklahoma. They got talent. You know they're going to figure it out. But I just don't – I don't think – it's really weird to say this. I don't think they're at the point as a unit where Texas is right now. And Texas, in that regard, as we talked about, they're ahead of schedule. I didn't think – I thought maybe by this point we would start to see a, a semblance of, okay, they're getting it together. Yeah. But I didn't think we would come out of that LSU game saying, man, <laughs> O-line held up really well. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That means it's a strength. It's a strength of the team. You, yeah. If you list the five strengths of the team, the O-line is up there in the top three right yeah. now. That's where I want to go next. And I, I had a column on the site last week during the bye week of kind of what we know, what we don't know about Texas. I read that. It was well done. Through the first Good four games. Out. Thank yeah. you, Rod. So, Rod, you, heard, you read my column. You heard Tom Herman said on Monday in his press conference about what he feels good about, what he's still kind of worried about. He mm-hmm. said the things he feels good about, some stuff we talked about, run defense, the fact that basically, in a nutshell, he's got Sam Ellinger. And then uh, areas where he'd like to see things get better. He mentioned pass defense, whether man or zone, cover better on the back end, uh, and then a little more consistency out of the run game. So before we get into that stuff, Rod, what what do you feel? Matt, obviously you feel chime in as well. What do you feel like you know about this Texas team right now? What do you feel like, yeah, we still really don't know? Um, we know that Sam Ellinger is the real deal. We know the offensive line is strength. 
We know Devin DuVernay is a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a horror show matchup for anybody. I mean, like I said, I I, I had the thought experiment on on our on the broadcast. You know, give me an NFL comparison to Devin DuVernay. You know, five eleven runs a ten three, but breaks tackles like a running back. And we had some great ones. People put out there, you know, Randall Cobb, and people put out their uh, Golden Tate, which was a really good one. And all those are great, but all those those guys run a ten three. They don't have world class speed. The best one I got, honestly, was Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, um, which it which I thought was pretty good. I thought I was like Steve Smith's pretty good because I mm-hmm. remember running screens. He was a track star coming out of high school. But Devin Duvernay is a freak, man. He's going to go to the combine, and they're going to fall in love with him. So he's the real deal. We know about him. Those three things on offense, I think we – I know. What I don't know is, is Keontae Ingram going to be consistently what he was last last game with the brace off? If that is going to be the case, holy Chicago, we got something going. All right. I don't know a damn thing about the tight ends, really. I don't know a damn thing about the tight ends. I don't. I mean, I know Cade Brew is a starting tight end, but I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're five two tight ends. I don't know what they do really, really well. Kind of like you mentioned, you talk about West Virginia at the top, Rod. The tight ends aren't great, but I don't know that they're bad either. No, exactly. They're I just, don't exactly. I, I, I don't know. Kind of there. That's they cool. can play all you know the snaps, I mean? and you really yeah. can go without noticing them unless they make a mistake. Yeah. I don't know if Brandon Eagles can run anything other than. A nine route, yeah, so, but, I, but, I, so know what, but that's his job. What, is, what if he's doing right now is working? So I'm just saying I, what I don't know. I don't know that. Um, okay, I think that's good on offense for I now. I think uh, we have a really good replacement for Duvernay and Jake Smith. Is like he could be a he feature should, p- part of the offense. People were saying the same thing about Colin Johnson at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he can run any of the other kind of route. And we were saying the same thing about Devin Duvernay. I remember that conversation. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, Jake that. Smith's um, the type of guy that I think he could be a super weapon to pull out in one of those games that when we're talking about bringing something that Texas's opponents haven't seen yet, but within the current framework of the offense, it's such a yeah. relief to have. If you say we're to lose a Duvernay, I really don't think – now, you would have a drop-off. Oh, you yeah, wouldn't have broken tackles, but the way that this offense He's would be ran in the confidence – He's a different kind of age. But All the ages are different. The, but if you're looking yeah. at how the play calling would go, how the offense would operate, oh, it would still, stay okay. identical. Which totally is agree. a very valuable thing to have that you can lose your top weapon and say not change a thing about your offense. Now, your performance may not be that good, but that just shows how stabilized and how niche these pieces are that Texas has a, is able to build that depth at that type of position when it's highly I, valued. I will say I truly believe, though, it was out of necessity. I mean, when you think about the age position and where we've watched it evolve here at Texas and even going back to like the research that Jeff did it with it at U of mm-hmm. H and everything – it it truly it, it it does kind of evolve into whatever the offense needs it to be. Like I, last year, it was a vertical position mm-hmm. where Little Joe Humphrey would go downfield and he was a threat downfield. But because they had Sam Ellinger more as a running threat, and they also had Ke- you know Keontae Ingram, they had more guys. I mean, I, for some reason, they had a, a more effective running game where they believed in it more. Um, now they believe more in the passing game as an extension of the running game, maybe because they had running back injuries early on. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting to see like Devin Duvernay. They haven't used him as a vertical threat just yet. Jake Smith is more of a but vertical they've threat used him as the that targets. possession threat though. He is the a way, possession threat. No, no, that will keep the yeah, chains yeah, yeah. moving. I, I'm talking, but Not, it's more of an extension of the running game, way more than LJ ever was. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, LJ was. We, we agree had a versatile skill yeah, set. Yeah, and LJ yeah. was one that we sort of used at times if needed, if the matchup would be there for that running game on the outside. But he was that more guy targeted yeah. ten yards downfield, which is where Plays you see body, it's so amazing yeah. to see Duvernay's numbers without drops, his catch rate, because he was a down the field type of guy. And then this year, you see just being used as that all around weapon. That if you need to on a fourth and twelve, yeah. who is getting targeted? It's Duvernay because he never drops the ball, and Ellinger can fit it right inside the totally hip. Good. That safety coming down, it's impressive. That that H position is like Batman. You remember the end of the Dark Knight where him and Commissioner Gordon are talking, and Harvey Dent's dead. And- He's like, I'll take the blame for it. And Commissioner Gordon's like, no, you don't need to do that. And he's like, you need to be a hero. He's like, I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. Exactly. Well, the, H is, is, the gr- H is whatever Tom Herman needs it to be. I, t- I totally agree with you, 100%. But right. uh, what we what we do know in defense, real quick, uh, defensive line is, is legit. Uh, the linebackers now with Joseph Osai playing as well as he has, they are now strength. Front seven now a strength. 
ironically, we don't know what we have in the back end with the defensive backs. I know Brandon Jones can play, but the rest of them, because of injuries, everybody everybody else has been inconsistent. Um, so we don't know what we have, honestly, at like five of the six other de- – you know what? Chris Brown has been a pleasant surprise. I'll say that. Yeah. So it's safety, even though you've been really deep, you haven't been as impactful, but you still have a ton of talent because Chris Brown was like your – Fourth safety when you start the yeah, season, you know Chris. You know Chris Brown at this point so, is a yeah. starting caliber player. I agree. So yeah, Chris Brown and, and Brandon Jones in the secondary probably been your most consistent guys in the I, secondary. I would say defensively, you don't know how deep you are on the D line yet. Like remember last year, like we two, we point. figured out like okay, they're pretty. They can go like seven, eight guys deep. I still don't think we know. How yeah, you got Ojemo on the uh, and that comes in. Devontae Sweat's sweat. played a little bit, and you um, see a little Jacoby yeah, Jones. You're right. Marcus Bimmage might be the guy Rod that's played the most out of that's those. Point. Are you, are those you twos four and threes? deep or are you six deep? That's a good way. Uh, I don't D-line. think they know yet. Okay, I agree with you on that. Yeah. That's good. Matt, you were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just started to think about uh, special teams, too. Is like Because the end of last um, game, I think, has distorted our view of special teams because the muffs are no good. But if you look overall, like Texas, it seemed like for a decade, it was special teams that became such a plague that it just you didn't expect anything. Like you had long ball Dixon, and that was about it. But yeah, from the kicker woes to kick return team to kick coverage, just okay. had nothing. And you've had solid performances across the board and just the improvement under Herman that now you feel as if you're sound in all your special teams forms. Like right now, if you look, Texas, like this week, the, one of the biggest differences right now, it looks like a, an S&P plus seventh in the nation special teams, fourth in the nation on offense. It's like your defense, your middle of the road, you're like a big 12 defense. Like yeah. you have West Virginia's 55, Texas is 61. You're going to find all the defenses in there. But where are you separating? Well, if you're a top five, top 10 offense in special teams, yeah. that's fine and Herman is sort of short up because there are a lot of aspects point. of it from field goal kicking to just turn or uh, being able to flip Covering the field kicks, yeah. exactly and then to be able to actually have some explosiveness in your return game and then not be so worried about giving back half the field whenever you get a score that's big in Texas getting seven instead of three most of the time really is something that even makes you feel more confident in your kicking game I agree yeah it's a great point. special teams real quick you know with Ryan Bushevsky. He's developing into a good punter. It's just you almost take it for granted because Michael Dixon was the best ever. so good while he was here. He and you got early. so used to seeing that. And frankly, in his career, the offense did give him the opportunity to punt a lot, a lot. while he was here. Yeah, but he was yeah, amazing when he did it. Yeah. He was and a bowl game MVP. You just <laughs> for me it's just re- really kind of recalibrating things in my brain. Like, oh, not everybody's got the punter that can boom at sixty yards and flip the field every time. It's my so. Beyonce Kelly Rowling thing. Kelly Rowling was beautiful and very talented, yeah. but she wasn't Beyonce. So right. people don't really take appreciate her beauty or and her talent. Her. I remember how talented and beautiful she was. I do because I had shot and I screwed it up. But my point is, Beyonce is you know Beyonce. Rod, for, can, for be, newer, long ball Dixon is Beyonce. for our newer listeners on the show. Would you like to rehash that that tale from back in the day, real quick? Uh, well, Kelly Rowling before she made it big with Destiny Child, she went to Lamar High School as a freshman. Um, we were friends at the time, and um, she left to go to Hollywood to pursue uh, the her career as an artist with Destiny Child with her group. And we were supposed to keep in touch. We weren't like I don't know, we were like dating, like we weren't girlfriend and boyfriend at the time, but we were we were friends. I got I, I got a chance. I, I got I got a, You hollered at her. Uh, listen, it was it could have happened. I think if I would have just well, you know pursued her, but I was an idiot and I didn't really uh, pursue her. And la- the next time I had seen her. Um, was she was on TV on MTV actually music video yeah music right. video and I was like Dude, that's Kelly that's Kelly Rowland damn I was, I, like, I was supposed to call damn, her damn I was supposed to call yeah. her and he's like man that's oh, six months damn it yes. but, like, guys you push it off don't push it off just make that call but I was a freshman her. in high school dude yeah. Yeah. how much you know yeah. I, what, what you were thinking about in high school like no. you were thinking about what's in front of and you now and now she's on a, MTV and now she's on MTV I couldn't be I wasn't thinking of that forehead you know you had to think about that long distance phone bill too Rod that's true back then yeah man that's big I wouldn't pay you to build we didn't have smartphones 
phones back then. <laughs> Hell, exactly. I remember yeah, we barely the, had cell phones. The U went down for like violations. They I mean, had yeah. a, it was a scandal where right? it was long distance. Like that was big in recruiting. It was, it was free long distance you phone cards. People like cheat you oh, and get your phone cards because you can you can call for free or long no, distance. No, schools were I getting busted. All of that. Yeah. I remember that actually during recruiting because I would always get a phone card on my free recruiting visit, so I could call my girlfriend and call my parents on the phone card. Damn, man, I want to say I'm when old. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hilarious. Like it was a violation to call home. I remember when I went to my Texas California All Star game. I took quarter a bunch of quarters with me <laughs> and a phone card so that I could call my girlfriend on the on the on the phone. Like yep. literally my senior year. If there's a silver line in wow. that Kelly Rowland story though, Rod. It's that you did see her at the Super Bowl in Houston a few I years did. ago. I did. I uh, did when I was in when I was playing for the Lions. Actually, I did see her there. She was actually at a Super Bowl party. Uh, when the Super Bowl was and in this Houston. was after Destiny's Child was yeah, like this the one biggest, had blown up and everything. Music, music yeah, this was the, the Super Bowl in Houston. So when was like that? 03, 04, 03 season, the yeah, uh, Panthers, yeah, yeah. Patriots. And uh, yeah, I saw her at a party. And boom, she remembered who I was. So we caught up and said, what's up? That's when she was either dating or married to Roy Williams. What'd she call you when she saw dating. you? I don't know if they were even dating they at dating. the time. But she was the with Roy Williams already. The evil Roy Williams. Yeah, and Beyonce was there too. Got a chance to you know say what's up to And weren't her first words to you, Kool-Aid? It was Kool-Aid. She was, that's what she knew me as, Kool-Aid, back in the day. Uh, that's actually, yeah. anybody that was around Rod in the 40s, that's what they remember Rod as. I know, like, I know Tim Brewster's son, Clint, like, always asks me, how's Kool-Aid doing? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, and smiling. Coach Bruce always brings up Kool-Aid. Coach Aquino always will bring it up every now and then, too. How yeah. does that sound when he brings it up? Ah, Kool-Aid! Ah. No, 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 no. I hate Kool-Aid. Ah. All right, break time on the show, but when we come back, there is more Texas football talk on the way, so do not go anywhere. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Once again, Jeff Howe. So let's get into West Virginia real quick. Um, you know, Rod, before you got here, Matt and I were talking, and I said, Matt, anything on SP Plus stand out about West Virginia? And he was like, no, not really. Um, yeah, Their special teams suck. They're 101. Like I, said, I think their offense is pretty bad, too. Yeah. They're, they're just figuring out things on offense. This that, is yeah. a total rebuild for, for Neil Brown. And I think Neil but Brown. But I like Neil Brown. I think he's a hell of a yeah, coach. Yeah, I was say, I like Neil Brown. Uh, you know, he came up in the air raid with, with Hal Mummy and Mike Leach, but he's not an air quotes air no. raid guy. It's basically, I think they describe it as, I've heard it described because it's not my term, an air raid remix. And it's like a it's a more moderate uh, version, holistic, balanced version of the air raid. Hybrid spread is hybrid. The term you can throw I've that out heard, there too. Yeah, thrown around. You know I mean? uh, but Rod, nickname that doesn't mean anything is they call it the NASCAR offense. Yeah, exactly. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Damn thing. <laughs> yeah. that mean? But yeah. Rod, they, uh, you know, right now West Virginia is just pretty much uh, just kind of you don't want to say a bland eleven personnel spread offense, but they're kind of a bland 11 personnel spread offense. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's nothing that is um, unique necessarily or I mean, basically that that threat that is a big threat on the offense. I think they do have a, a really good receiver, Sam Sam James, I believe is his yes. name. He's a good player on offense. But other than that, they everybody's pretty average. I hate to call it, that sounds like an insult, and that is not at all, but it's pretty much kind of an average offense that's finding their way. For the first two games of the season, they were averaging like 1.3 yards per carry. They yeah. just corrected that in the last two games, and now they're averaging like 3.5 yards per carry around there. I mean, there's nothing really spectacular about it. Austin Kendall is a, you know, he's an okay quarterback. I think he's got, what, six touchdowns, three interceptions, but there's nothing special about Austin Kendall either. They're back. <laughs> Kennedy McCoy uh, out of the backfield as a receiver is like at the safety valve that at least like that's something that's, that yeah. Texas has had issues with in the past previous regimes. But as a Texas fan, you have the trauma of thinking about that and they actually like throwing to McCoy, but that's about all they do that that's you can point. look at that could maybe be problematic. And, and you know, their running back stable is pretty solid. Uh, you know, Martel Petaway is, is healthy. He, he was banged up earlier in the year. And, uh, Letty Brown's a guy that's been around for a little bit, and obviously, you know, it seems like, gosh, it seems like Kennedy McCoy's been, been there, there forever. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's still there? That's uh, why I was like, what? Yeah, so they've, got, <laughs> so they've got a pretty solid stable of backs. But, Rod, I think their personnel, I mean, they, you know, you mentioned Sam James, who I think was like 9 for 155 yeah. against uh, NC State. No, no, he's, uh, he's a good player. Like, he's, I mean, he's 
was about six foot, probably about 180, 190. Like, he's a good player. But, you know, you know uh, yeah. Neil Brown's trying to get basically Dana Holgerson. This is the byproduct you get of when you load up on, like, grad transfers and mm-hmm. late, late-term transfers and JUCO guys. Uh, Neil Brown's having to kind of just mesh this thing together with uh, really a bunch of transfers. Sean Ryan's a transfer from Temple. T.J. Simmons is a transfer from Alabama. George Campbell's a transfer from Florida State. So, uh, yeah. Austin Kendall from Oklahoma, like, this is going to be a rebuilding year. They've got some young guys in this program they're excited about, but really this year, with all due respect to the upperclassmen, it's really about getting the young guys ingrained with your culture and getting something established so that way maybe in 2019 you can you can put a better product on the field. I totally agree. But I, I will say this. I do like some of the players they have on defense. Oh, they're front seven. I think they got. I think on defense, and they've been. They've had spurts. If you go back and watch some games where they, they kind of they dominate basically on defense for spurts, but they're they're inconsistent. They can't put it together for six for sixty minutes. But at Vic Caning, I believe is his name, the defensive coordinator. Is that yeah. Vic, is it Vic Coning or Caning? Vic Caning. Um, I like his scheme. His scheme is basically kind of what Gary Patterson tries to do at TCU. You know, kind of what you know. I mean, he runs a three-three-five or a four-two-five a lot of the times, and he's just trying to. Oh, and they got cool names for their positions too. Yes, they do. Oh, I love those. They get <laughs> spear safety. Their, hy- their hybrid outside linebacker is the bandit. Yeah, they got the bandit. They got a the, cat. A cat. A cat. <laughs> yeah. And, and yes, spear. spear. This is yeah, good marketing in recruiting. No, I, I, like, I, I think it totally is just marketing in recruiting. I think the cat is what the field safety right, and the spear. Um, safety. He's the outside linebacker hybrid. Uh, yeah. and he's to the field too. He's a safety hybrid outside linebacker guy. And then there's the uh, what am I missing here? There's the bandit. bandit. And the bandit is the uh, is that the DN outside yes. linebacker hybrid? Okay. So, but they haven't gotten a lot from the bandit apparently so far. No, but they're, they're getting now a a suspended player. The back. guy to watch yeah. is going to be Vondarius Cowan, the Alabama yeah. transfer, who yeah, Neil Brown transfer. Neil Brown said this week he is going to play. Uh, probably most of his reps are going to come at Bandit. Uh, yeah, it didn't sound like at least earlier in the week they knew kind of how much mm-hmm. he was going to play. But Vondarius Cowan's the guy that you're going to want to watch at that hybrid outside linebacker. Position. I mean, they're second in the Big Twelve already in sacks. They got 11 yeah. sacks. And it's the Steels brothers. Yes. I like the Steels brothers. I didn't know they were hey, brothers. Another one. Dude, they, they – and now the others, it, it, Steels – Dante and Darius. It's Dante and Darius. Dude, I think they got seven sacks between them. Oh, wow. They, no, they're legit, dude. Yeah. They're ballers. They're from – are they from West Virginia? I would say they're like from West Virginia yes. too. Fairmont, dude. Fairmont, West Virginia. Dude, they're legit, man. Yeah. They're legit. They they jump off the screen. Both of them. One I think is a sophomore. Maybe the other one's a junior. They're good players. They're yeah. they're good players no. on that D line. Uh, Matt, what'd you say West Watch Virginia is an SP plus defensively, like in the fifties? Uh fifty five. Texas well, is sixty one. Not terrible. Just yeah. no. solid. Uh their front's really good. This will be a really good challenge, I think, for the Texas offensive line. And Tom Herman's talked about how they'll move around and create some they different do. angles for your line yeah. and, and do some different things. But Rod, the thing about West Virginia defense. Defensively, though, they're undersized. They're they're so bad on the back end, though, that I don't know how much it's really going to matter at the end of the day, unless unless Texas gets in a situation where they just can't run the football. Uh, I don't think it's going to really matter all that much. They do have, I would say, they have a, a, it may not be good experience, but there's a lot of experience on the back end. I mean, they got was well, they got like three seniors back there playing a ton because he plays a lot of DBs. Canning uh, plays a ton of DBs, so. I like. I would say Keith Washington has been a pleasant surprise. He's a corner for them. And he's pretty solid. He's got two picks already. Had two picks all of last year. He's been a pleasant surprise for him. He must be a transfer too, because he's a senior already, I believe. And he only has two years with West Virginia. I got to do back and research. I, I think he must. Which be one? What was his name? Keith Washington. Yeah, he was on the team. Last yeah, he was year. a JUCO guy. He's a JUCO guy that came mm-hmm. in 20, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they got. Okay, I'm just starting to trying to figure out where these guys are coming from. Because they're all a lot of them come from big name programs, so you know they had high ceilings. Yeah, they've got players. multiple transfers from Alabama, like I said, Temple transfer, Florida State, yeah. George Campbell, Austin Kendall's from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they got some talent. So I like him. Also, they they must use their they must use a boundary in a field corner. So I'm sure they do, and they must use their cornerbacks in a running game a ton. I think the Hakeem was the Hakeem Bailey. He's second yeah. on the team in tackles at cornerback. Or he's just getting lit up all the time. I haven't. I haven't no. go back and watch the film. Right? Is he last year? Him and Bailey together, they had seventy tackles, so they were highly so involved. They use but a, that sort of comes down to your usage scheme. Yeah, I think so. He, yeah. This, well, this is a different scheme too. And funnel the run out. Yeah, this is a different scheme though too. So yeah. So. so I wonder if he's watching the film from last year and just using them more in the run game they because they're so tackles. aggressive. Or they don't miss tackles. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's kind of. 
Neil Brown's kind of in the situation that, uh, and I wonder if he's getting to this point, because you know he wants to run the football, and they were really good running the football against yeah. NC State and against Kansas. But I wonder if at some point, you know, I, I go back to Matt Rule's first year at Baylor and, and when they tried to really mm-hmm. run more of a kind of a power spread type that. offense that just didn't work. And they were like, the you know what, let's just spread it out more, go to kind of their version of what the veer and shoot was, and, and Baylor started moving the ball and scoring points. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Neil Brown at some point has to do that, but it, it, the, the catch for him is it seems like to me their best talent on offense is at running back, and I just don't know how good Austin Kendall really is. They've made some adjustments in the running game, though. They have the last two games. They have made some adjustments in the running game, and I do think that he still wants to run the football. Man, He wants to be a balanced spread attack, as you call that hybrid spread. So they're going to try to establish the run. There's no question about it. They won't be able to do it against Texas. There is no way in hell I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I don't think so either. I think that's that's where their downfall is going to be. Yeah, I think ultimately they're going to end up being a one-dimensional team and one-dimensional against Texas. The DBs, I think, can hold up against their wide receivers. I don't think they have enough threats. I think they'll double Sam James when they have to. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals, Rod. You know, The only way I think West Virginia is in the game is just if Texas, I think if they just got bad run fits or there's just some kind of overload look or, or unbalanced line or something that just Texas wasn't ready for. Yeah, I do like what Matt said, though, about Kennedy McCoy being involved in the in the passing game. It forced those linebackers to cover, too, and yeah. I think that's what they may do for Texas. Or, you know, force those defensive backs, which you are already you kind of light on the DBs, force those those young DBs to get out there and cover yeah, you know, la- running back. Last year, McCoy only had 17 receptions. He's already had 16 this year. Now, yeah. he, not nearly as many yards per reception, but his usage out there is something that they like to do more. All right, it's time to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven, and we will do that on the other side when we come back and close out this edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires. Or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. 
Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. All right, time to make some picks for Texas and West Virginia. Matt, I believe, is this still an 11.5-point spread? I'm going to pull up the most recent, but that's what it was this morning. An 11.5-point favorite on the road is on the Texas. Road. That's pretty impressive. It's, it's one of those deals, right? I don't really worry about this game. Uh, you know, Like we just talked about, there's nothing about West Virginia that really should scary to borrow the old Mac Brown line to scare you to death. I don't think there's anything like no. that. Um, this is, to me, it's, it's more about Texas, and can you play to that standard, and can you look like a top-ten team in the country is, is supposed to look on the road? It, but I'll say this to set up the rest of the conference, since this is the first conference road game. That, to me, is what's going to separate the better teams in this league. Who can go steal wins on the road? Like all those teams that are kind of muddled together, like Oklahoma State, if they're not in the Big 12 championship game, they'll look back at that yeah, Texas, Texas loss game. and say, yeah. man, that's one That's one we should have had. If Iowa State's right there, they'll look back at that Baylor loss and say, that's a win on the road we could have stolen from somebody. Totally. Um, so if you're Texas, these are games like you, you – the games where you can take care of business on the road and you should – uh, just go do it. Matt, I'll start with you. What are you feeling in this one? Oh, it's one that I, I like that, or at least seeing that the line has went up in the over-under. It's went up a total of two points, and now it's only went up about a half a point to Texas, which means that West Virginia is gaining a little bit of ground in the public. But just on the road against a bad defense, I think the two weaknesses of these teams would say be the defenses. So that's going to be more inclined to a higher scoring game, especially when you're at the home dog to where they may overperform. And expecting a better performance from the Texas defense isn't necessarily realistic. But I just have so much confidence in Sam. And if other teams and top-tier teams like LSU can't stop Sam or Oklahoma State even, which I feel, at least talent-wise, is a little bit above West Virginia. I don't see how West Virginia keeps in it. If you're betting, though, wait for that to come. That 11 to 11.5 is a huge difference right there. If you can get it back around 11 or 10.5, wait for that because 11.5 is a quite a valuable one. So I still I think Texas is like right on the number. Texas ends up winning the over-unders at 59 right now. I think it goes mm. pretty heavily over that, probably closer to like 70 in Texas when something like uh, I'd say thirty-seven to twenty-four. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. 
I I'm with you. I can't. I, I just I, I know Sam is gonna travel, so I know certain things are gonna work for Texas. Um, I know the offensive line is going to be good. I'm worried a little bit about the running game. I think all three running backs, this is a game where all three running backs should play. Like Keontae Ingram, Rashawn Johnson, and Daniel Young should all play, and they should all combine for like 200 yards rushing. It's one of those types of games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tom and, Herman's 15-0 at Texas when he runs the ball <laughs> at least 40 times. You know, it is, I mean, this is one of those kind of cheesy games where I think that you can do that. You can kind of – should be able to kind of impose your will on West Virginia or that, that running game should travel. That'll shorten the game too. You know what I mean? And it'll, 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 it'll minimize mistakes or potential <laughs> mistakes, minimize risks on the road, if you will. Even if it doesn't work, though, that's what I love about the Texas offense. It has options. Then you get Devin DuVernay and Jake Smith as the extension of the running game. And then you got, you know, you can work the passing game downfield with Sam. So many options, Sam in the running game. If if one thing doesn't work, one of those options will work for Texas. So I know they're not going to be able to stop the Texas offense. I'm worried a little about the Texas defense, but the West Virginia running game has been inept. Uh, so far this year, they can throw the ball a little bit, but I think they only have so few threats in the passing game. Uh, Kennedy McCoy, one out of the backfield, Sam James, that Texas will be able to kind of minimize the damage for those guys. I think Texas wins 40, 42, to, mm, 42 to 16. Wow, Rod B going with a nice thumping. Um, yeah, I think I, Texas beats them pretty handily. Yeah, I I think we're going to find out how much Neil Brown trusts Austin Kendall because I think the worst thing that could happen to West Virginia is for Texas to get a lead and for you to turn it into a throw game because at that point you have to make yourself one-dimensional and yeah. if Todd Orlando can take away resources that he's got to devote to the run to help a, a secondary that's, you know, B.J. Foster right now is probable. I don't know that yeah. we'll see DeMarvion Overshone. Uh, you know Caden Stearns and Jalen Green won't be back there. Josh Thompson won't be back there. So That'll be a problem. You'll see a lot of Deshaun Jameson, a lot of Kobe Boyce, probably a lot of Anthony Cook. Chris Adamora might throw out, throw out see, there in the mix. Probably, <laughs> probably see Chris Adamora. We're going to see a lot of Chris Brown. Montrell Estelle is another guy who I would expect to see. Yeah. Play a lot. Yeah, but, so exactly. So those guys, that's, a, that's an X factor. We don't know what those yeah. guys are going to bring. So I think from that standpoint, I think West Virginia might scored. hit a couple shots in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if they scored off those shots. Uh, I'm gonna go with a cover and a win for Texas. Probably not as not as big as yours, Rod. I like Texas to win this game 35-20, just because I think Texas is a better football team. Okay, yeah, pretty good. And I I I, I think a lower scoring game maybe because I, I I wouldn't be shocked if at some point if Texas is up big that maybe Neil Brown doesn't say you know what let's just try to run the ball kill some clock and just get out of here and live to fight another day. Okay, like I think the where Texas is at this point I think and where West Virginia is. I wouldn't, and I don't want to sound overconfident, but this is going to come off overconfident. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if this game got to that point. Okay, yeah, I agree. Gets to the point where Casey Thompson needs to get in there. Get in there, Casey. You want the you want Casey Thompson? Yes, in there. that should. If that you're a Texas fan, that goal. should be your goal. The goal should be by the time the fourth quarter starts, yeah. Casey Thompson's up in there doing his thing. If that's not the case, then things have gotten a little closer than we need them to be. And I like your score because Texas seemed to have straddled that over-under this year. It's either the last score puts you right over it by about three points or over, and that's sort of where Texas going for touchdowns over field goals is sort of the difference than your normal point spreads. Yeah, And I don't think Tom Herman wants to risk a blocked field goal or something like that on the road. I agree with that. You know, the bubble screens become your best short yardage play, and – you know, if you've still got 11 back there, you feel like you could go convert in, You're good. in your short yardage situations. Totally agree. All right, Matt, thanks for everything, man. You are more than welcome. Rod B., appreciate the time and the knowledge. Anytime, brother, anytime. For Matt, for Rod, for Mike Roche, for everybody at the Austin Radio Network and the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com, where you can hear Rod B. on the Rodcast each and every weekday from 1 to 3. Shameless plug. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support the podcast. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anywhere you get your podcast, don't forget to like us and leave us a review. And thanks to Matt, you can get our archives, classic shows, classic interviews on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news...